the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he pinned me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two men power trip of wrestling. Capacity crowd buzzing. They've never seen anything quite like this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Michael said you got it. He got all of it. Michael's got all of it. Michael's gonna cover. One, two, This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you are listening to feature episode number 11 of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the one and only JP John Paz. Oh boy, and on this feature episode number 11, man, oh man, can we get any bigger than the one and only, the icon, the showstopper, the one and only heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels joining this two-man power trip of wrestling feature episode number 11 talking about his upcoming film 90 feet from home where Michaels stars in a very interesting role of playing an abusive stepfather whose issues with alcohol and anger forever alter the promising future of his stepson a role 
that Shawn Michaels definitely uh, stepping outside what we know of with the Heartbreak Kid to tackle another uh, film role. Obviously, the uh, the blossoming film career of Shawn Michaels in recent years. But, John, you got to spend a few minutes with HBK. Uh, when we look at these feature episodes, man, we are kind of like uh, stepping outside the box here big time uh, with some of these guests. And uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, no different. A great uh, interview talking about a film that he's very passionate about. No doubt about it. Obviously, another you know, huge name to add to the uh, TMP mantle. And I just love getting on Shawn Michaels, like you mentioned, obviously. I mean, two-time WWE Hall of Fame, three-time world champion, the first-ever Grand Slam champion, the icon that could still go, the main event, the showstopper, whatever you want to call him. He's got a million nicknames, Mr. WrestleMania. But it's just finally great to get him on the show. And especially, of course, to talk about 90 Feet from Home and his acting career and kind of where that's going. You know, with this movie, though, and we do get into it in the interview, it is so much different than anything you've seen him play before. Obviously, you've seen him in DX and different uh, times throughout his career. The Heartbreak Kid, obviously, early on, play the villain, play the heel. But this was so much different playing this Jimmy Devine character, this very, very evil stepfather. Not your normal quote-unquote heel. This guy was evil. He had evil intentions. Very dark character. He did say it was a very challenging process to kind of go through through that and find that quote unquote you know devil within and play this character with every good there is bad there is yin there is yang so with this character he really really played you know you know a big big a-hole if you will i mean just really really vicious character what he does to his stepson throughout and being abusive and things like that but you do see a change in him as as you go through the movie and you do see that christian side kind of come out but to begin with, you think to yourself, man, I can't believe, you know, Shawn Michaels is playing this character. But he explains how he got into the role, you know, why he wanted to do this role and different things of that nature in our interview with him. It's just great to, to kind of almost go outside your comfort zone and really kind of switch it up a little bit and, and see what you can do and almost check out your own range, your own depth to see what you have. And it's great that the filmmakers from 90 feet from home had so much confidence that he could do this because this is a pretty main role. I mean, he's the, the main villain in the film. Yeah. And it's a film that not only does it bring out that side of Shawn Michaels in the acting career uh, and what his acting, acting chops are at this point, but also features Dean Kane and Eric Roberts. So, uh, you know, he might be Mr. WrestleMania, but those are some pretty heavy hitters in terms of the uh, the Hollywood pantheon, uh, guys who have been in countless television shows and movies, and you can name off the top of your head you know, what they've done in their career and have Shawn Michaels kind of be put in that same kind of uh, film structure. It kind of tells you what they think about somebody like Shawn Michaels, who obviously many years, uh, very quick-witted, uh, great with the, uh, the promo, definitely could talk you into a building, could get under your skin when necessary. We uh, Our co-host on the Triple Threat knows a lot about that. But you know what? You got to give him credit. Uh, you got to see where he goes from here with, uh, with with how this movie's perceived and received, and then what could be next. And you know, I know uh, in this chat with Shawn Michaels, I don't. You get a glimpse of what could be next in the uh, the film career of HBK. Oh yeah, I mean the, we we kind of go in depth of you know he obviously still likes acting, wants to do the acting thing. But kind of right now, he's got a big focus on NXT and what he's doing down there in the WWE Performance Center. And we talk about that a whole bunch. And I kind of bring up to him, and, and obviously he's 
very, very humble now, and he's he's a lot different than the old Shawn Michaels, who you know I would, would admit he might be the greatest of all time, or might admit what a great performer he is. But he's so humble now, and I was saying to him, you know, the acting thing is great, and doing this is great, but giving back to that next generation of superstars, kind of what he's doing right now in NXT. And when you're down there, yes, you got guys like Matt Bloom and Regal and Brookside who are unbelievable talents and unbelievable trainers, and they do a lot of great stuff. But they never had the main event guy down there, you know, the the guy that was the, the, the basically the guy in the company for years as your trainer. I think that adds something different to those guys and, you know, brings it up another level and almost raises everybody's game because you got that main event guy. You got that huge name. But he's not there just for that. He's really there to, to learn and to teach and to help those guys grow. And I just really thought that was really cool that, that, you know, triple H can kind of, and WB obviously can pull that off and get him down there at the performance center as a trainer, because, you know, who better to help train those guys and a guy that was a main event guy for WWE for so many years. Yeah. And that was always the criticism, right? That they didn't have, that guy yep. who was the absolute immortal, he wasn't the guy that, you know, was drawing the money, he wasn't the guy who was on top, you know, and that's something that uh, they really needed. And obviously uh, having him tied in to the WWE for life, you know, since 1988, Shawn Michaels has been associated with the WWE and now he's uh, in the training role. It's pretty cool, man. I don't think we would have known that in 96, you know, or 97 when Shawn Michaels was uh, on top of everybody's hit list. But now he's giving back and he's in these great films and uh, hopefully, if you check out this movie, you'll learn something from it, and uh, maybe you'll get something, uh, get the message that's uh, that's being out, thrown out in the film. So, John, you know, I guess really not that much else to say. Uh, maybe we get HBK back on for a, more of a long form uh, interview, start digging deep. But I think uh, you would say that this is uh, this is a great addition here to these feature episodes. Again, you know, hitting you uh, really with a super kick right under the chin there. Uh, bringing another heavy hitter to this uh, this lineup. Oh yeah, huge, huge heavy hitter. I mean, like we said, not many guys that are two-time WB Hall of Fame inductees. You got Michaels, Flair, and Brett, pretty much. So it's pretty awesome to get HBK on the show. Obviously, just a huge, huge name in wrestling, and of course in, in WWE. But I just love kind of you know obviously talking about ninety free from home and his acting, what he's doing. But I do love talking about the past and, and kind of why he is such a big name and why it is so great that 90 feet from home, not only has an Eric Roberts, Dean Kane in it, but elevates the film to have a guy with the name Shawn Michaels in it and him to be wanting to get into acting and like that, that elevates that. And you think, you know, where did he get that big name? It's from such a great run. Like you said, since basically 1988 had such a great run and obviously well into the nineties and then the 2000 and then retiring in 2010, but, of course, there are a couple things that we had to have mentioned, you know, me being the big fan of the WBF and being a big fan of certain feuds that occurred in the WBF. I had to talk about Bret Hart and that obviously being one of the greatest feuds of all time. And we do get into chemistry and how that you know really, really kind of works when you think about it. Him and Bret never really friends, never really got along, but. They had a respect for each other, and they both knew that they were great hands, and they were great workers, and that they were great wrestlers, and that like they looked at each other and said, "Man, we could really, you know, work together." You know, Sean would say I could work with Brett. Brett's like, "Well, I can really work with Sean," and he kind of really, you know, sensed that from the rockers 
versus Heart Foundation feud and then kind of goes on and on from there as obviously they feuded all through the, the 90s until Brett left in late 97 because of that Survivor Series match. Versus Does this say why? Why did he leave? History. I can't remember. Do you know? Why, yeah, why did you know, he leave? That, <laughs> you know, maybe that whole Montreal thing. But it, it's interesting to, to kind of talk to somebody, obviously, at Sean's level about it and say, man, you know, you guys not, didn't really get along. and and But somehow had unbelievable matches, unbelievable feuds. It felt real, had that realism, that believability to it. So it's just one of those things. It's chemistry. You can't really explain it, but it's just unbelievable that they were able to do that. And, of course, uh, Brett being one of the best ever, Sean being one of the best ever, sometimes that doesn't necessarily work. You just throw, oh, just throw two of the all-time greats out there, and they're going to have a great match. That doesn't necessarily always work. So I was always kind of curious to how they were able to work it and, and, and how that chemistry is just created. But, you know, sometimes – it's unexplainable. It's just these two passionate guys that are just unbelievable wrestlers somehow just mix very well together. And we do, you know, briefly talk about obviously great feuds with the undertaker and Sid and triple H and Nash and Hall and even mankind. So, I mean, we talk a little bit about the wrestling business of course, as well, because obviously we all know and love Shawn Michaels from being the heartbreak kid. So not only do you get some great stuff about acting and wrestling, we even talked about the transition and how that helped him become a good actor or get into acting was obviously from his roots in the pro wrestling business. Yeah, absolutely. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a little Shawn Michaels. And John, you know, usually we don't do the true epic, you know, uh, go down the resume accolades uh, on the feature episodes. We get right to the interview. But before I'm going to let you close it out before we get over into the interview, before we hit that iconic music that I think we've been waiting a long time to hear on this show. So, John, I'm going to hand it over to you. Hit us with some of that uh, HBK resume and get us into this feature episode number 11. Got to first mention 90 feet from home. Definitely check that out. You're definitely going to enjoy it. You know, look that up, check it out, do what you got to do. Definitely watch that film and definitely invest some time in it because Sean does a great job. And like you said, I'll give you a little bit of his resume in case you didn't know already. Mr. WrestleMania, he is the icon that can still go. He is the showstopper. He is the main event. He is the first ever WWE Grand Slam champion. He's a three-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And, of course, a two-time WWE Hall of Fame inductee. HBK, HB Shizzle, the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drives are cool. While I've got the mood, that really move them. I said, chill. Up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I make them hot I make them shiver Their knees get weak Whenever I'm around They see me walk They hear me talk I make them feel like they're all cloud nine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy 
joining us on the line right now is a two-time WWE Hall of Fame inductee, a three-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, as well as the first-ever WWE Grand Slam Champion. He is Mr. WrestleMania himself, HBK, one of the greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. Uh, thank you very much for having me, and uh, thanks for the, <laughs> the very glowing review there about uh, everything I did a gazillion years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and obviously one of the greatest ever, but let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now, and that is the movie 90 Feet From Home. Kind of a big acting role for you, but the thing is with me, I always you know remember you like the heel, the villain, but I've never seen you kind of in this way. You're you know, playing the abusive stepfather. Was this kind of a, a big stretch for you? Because you obviously played a great heel with DX and all that stuff and, and throughout your career early on with the Heartbreak Kid. But 90 feet from home, playing this abusive stepfather, what was that like? Yeah, that was it, it was it was very different. Way, way out of my uh, wheelhouse, way out of my, my comfort zone, uh, especially now. Uh, um, as, you know, I've mentioned in a few of these interviews, of course, um, you know, those who that are familiar with my wrestling career, even the, uh, yeah, the bad guy version of me, there was still, uh, there was still a little bit of, uh, of fun and some charm, um, and almost a Dennis the Menace quality to my, hmm. to the bad guy version of me. And this was, uh, totally different than anything I've ever done. It was, uh, clearly, evil, uh, a great deal of, of, of hatred and dysfunction, and honestly, that was the, the the most intimidating part about all this, especially now at this point in my life. I mean, I am a relatively uh, happy-go-lucky, pretty, pretty easy-going <laughs> 53-year-old man, and, um, and so the, the, the later version of Jimmy Devine, I felt this was something I could I, I I I would be more comfortable with, but the early version, the younger version with the violence uh, and the abuse, and honestly, yeah, just the the, the hatred and the, the vitriol that, that that character had was something that, honestly, I don't know that I've ever, even at my worst, I think been, um, maybe quite that bad. So that was obviously the the, the most challenging part, and uh, through the experience, found that. Uh, Trying to create that was a bit of a of an uncomfortable process, I have to admit. It is. When I watched the film, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's going to be a dark character, but, I mean, it really was a, a dark character. You know, you didn't want the, the son, uh, stepson playing baseball, but you kind of, you know, went about it, like you said, in an evil kind of crazy way. Because, you know, you are such a devout Christian, was that very difficult to almost find that in yourself? to play that crazy of a character? Well, yeah, yeah well, again, it's um, the one thing uh, that I guess helps me is that there is, there's yin, yin and the yang to everything um, for, you know, again, for, you know, for, uh, I don't know, humility, righteousness, all of those things. There is, there's evil, there's hate, there's uh, pride. Um, and, and And I really don't think you can, appreciate the one truly unless unless you have a again a, a real uh understanding of the other and so from that standpoint uh, certainly i you know i, I it was 
I had peace within myself as far as doing the role, but it, but honestly, uh, the challenge was again knowing and wondering if I could commit to going there in a very uninhibited, no holds barred uh, way. Uh, again, I I was very concerned because again, I I don't it's it's you bring out qualities that even if you know even if they're I don't know. Maybe they, I, I would. You know, they're in all of us, and so. But gosh, they're, they're, you you worked. You know, so you know, majority of us work most of our lives trying to, uh, you know, get away from those and and I don't know, keep them under wraps and and, and secure them in a I don't know in a little lockbox in our in our heart or in our mind or something. It's, you know, you 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 work very hard to not allow them to get out, and this was a a time when you're supposed to. So it, it is, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, I don't know, kind of strange, I guess. And again, I, I, as I've told everybody, I don't know that I have, I certainly don't have the experience, um, to be able to just turn something like that on and off. Uh, again, with like a switch, I haven't been acting long enough to, to, uh, again, to just manufacture that on, 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 on command, and so for me, it really was. It was a, it was a, a a process of trying to get there and allow yourself to 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 I don't know in, engage with this side of you that you have really um, you know one really never been in touch with, not to that not to that depth, and 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 certainly even those areas that you you have at one time in your life, you've distanced yourself so far from them uh, that you know it's 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 kind of strange to to want to allow yourself to willingly go there. And this is such a different role, like you mentioned, such a dark character. But you think wrestling, because a lot of people think like, oh, wrestlers can just jump into acting and, and kind of go back and forth. But it is a lot harder than people think. You think wrestling helped prepare you for acting? Obviously, you've been in other acting roles before. But do you think being a wrestler and, and you know being so good in front of the camera, you think that made it easier transitions for your acting career? For sure, yeah, yeah. Again, look, there's just a, there's a there's a comfortableness on camera. There's a just an overall comfortableness in in performing in general, and and again, um, allowing yourself, stripping yourself um, of a lot of insecurities, a lot of uh, I don't know walls that you know, a lot of stuff that you may put up. You know, again, allowing yourself to to um, really embrace every emotion uh, in the spectrum I think is something that I, I, I was fortunate enough to really try to do in my wrestling career, especially as it, as it went on as, as the product and as the fan base got more sophisticated and started to appreciate and understand a lot more of the uh, subtleties and nuances that even the wrestling world was starting to embark on. Um, that was something that as I, as I got older, I, I really, enjoy you know after a while you you especially for me you you sort of play the you know you're sort of playing the same guy for the most part for the majority of your career and the only way to you know to experience any type of range is to allow that character to uh run the gambit of emotions um you know from a storyline standpoint and that was something that again i had the opportunity uh, to do in my career, so I, I would definitely uh, believe that that you know you know what I mean helps you get over a lot of those inhibitions that 
one might normally have, uh, you know, not having had that experience. Absolutely. And obviously acting is a big part of your, your, what you're doing now, but being down in NXT at the performance center training, and I always see the trainers down there. I'm like, okay, this guy is great. Or this, you know, William Regal is great. Or this guy, you know, it's great to have Robbie Brookside. But when you have a legitimate Hall of Fame main eventer for many years training the guys, I think that kind of brings it to another level, right? Having you down there almost kind of elevates it even further. Having, you know, having Shawn Michaels, my God, down at the performance center, that can't be anything but a huge, huge positive for those kids. Well, uh, you know, and again, that, that's, I, I will say this, they, they have got, um, honestly, what they've got going there is so phenomenal um, that it, I got to be honest, it doesn't really matter, you know, you know, respectfully what kind of credentials you come in with. You have got, you know, the most important thing one needs to understand about working at the Performance Center and, and NXT is you want to add to what is already a part of a phenomenal system. And that was honestly my biggest, you notice it as soon as you come in the door. And that's something that hits you right in the face when you come in. And that was honestly the most important thing that I expressed with Hunter and Matt is my goodness, what you guys got here is really great. I I would love to be a part of this, but only if I can enhance it and, and make it better and, continue, and add to there's already a, a very fluid and efficient system, um, and and look, at, and a lot of that is is just trying to find your place and, and again because they've got so much covered. You you know you you start to look at it as as you know where you know, where can I help the most, and and so uh, I hope I hope I've been able to do that. It's been a, a sheer joy to to be a part of it. It's been a great learning experience for me, which is one of the things that I, uh, strangely enough, I, I said to everybody when I got there is that I really feel like if I'm, if I'm to do well here, I will, uh, learn as much as I hope to be teaching. And, and I really do think that that's, that's happened. That, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that the product is, is, you know, will, has and will continue uh, to get better with, with all of the people that we're bratting, myself included, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's exciting for me again, because, you know, at this late stage of your life, learning other aspect aspects of the wrestling business, the business that I've loved since I was 12, uh, you know, it's, it, it's pretty special. It's, you know, you don't always imagine yourself 53 years old and being in the same line of work, you know, you've been in since you were 19 and mm-hmm. still learning to, to learn new and different aspects of it. And that's, uh, you know, to do that again with with your buddies, and then of course with a bunch of talent that is uh, a joy to work with. Uh, you know, and, and and clearly makes it easier that they're a generation that sort of grew up with with, with me and Road Dog and, and and Hunter. And so, uh, it, right now, I feel like it's something that works for all of us in a real positive way. And you can definitely tell when you're down there. I mean, I feel like it's kind of elevated the guys, like Gargano and stuff. I feel like his matches are getting better. Not saying it's all you, but it's definitely a product of having a guy like a Shawn Michaels, which is kind of you know, hard to believe. Like, man, this guy is your trainer. It's pretty amazing for those kids down there. Well, again, I hope so. Like I said, they've been a, a just a, a joy and a blessing to me. And so, but, you know, if, if I can if I can do half uh, for them, that what they've done for me, honestly, it's it, it, uh, It'll be a win-win, um, and I think you know, look. A lot of it is, um, 
is give you know they there's a lot of there, there's we have a great deal in common that generation uh, is a lot like I was and, and Honor was get wanting to try new stuff wanting to embark and be innovative on a new and different level than what's been done in the past that every now and then you're not sure if uh you know that the people you are with or around or working for want you to do that and I think that's been the biggest help that maybe we've we've done for these guys is you know is is encourage them to do that to to uh you know again not not be the same as everybody else to continue to grow continue to try to to learn more and advance you know again it's one thing to look at what was done in the past and maybe you know copy some of the 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 important things but the, you know the most important thing is is to is to carve new ground and I think that's what uh, they want them to do. And I think that, you know, certainly that's what we encourage them to do. And I think that's, uh, you know, made them all, uh, you know, a lot more passionate about a line of work that they were already pretty darn passionate about. Now with you, I mean, my God, if you would name the amount of great matches you've had, you like, you'd literally be here all day talking. But I just want to kind of say matches with The Undertaker, just obviously off the charts, the Hell in the Cell, the WrestleMania matches are great. But my favorite Shawn Michaels feud, I'm sure you hear this all the time, is with Bret Hart. And it's funny that maybe you guys didn't always get along behind the, you know, behind the scenes, but in, in the ring was just some of the best matches. How does the chemistry like that just form? Is just just two great wrestlers to coming together? Because that doesn't always mesh well. But for whatever reason, even when you guys were the Rockers and the Hart Foundation, you and Bret Hart seem to always mesh well together. Yeah. Well, and again, there are, there are, there, there are, I've, I've been fortunate, I think in my career to, have that far more uh, many you know many more times than I ever didn't have it um, and 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 yeah and Brett was one of those guys so and I think everybody would be certainly on paper you look at Brett Knight and you go like oh it's no stretch to head chemistry but you know you'd be surprised every now and then you, you run into somebody with with you know as much talent but you, it just isn't quite there uh, the same and fortunately yeah Brett and I. Heck, we knew that when the first time we ever got in the ring together. Uh, you know, I think in a tag team, it's one of those things that you do. You, you. It only takes just a you know a couple touches of one another, and you know that oh, okay, there's something special here. This you know you 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 file it away, and you know that this is going to come uh, you know to fruition in an even better way, in a more positive way. Uh, in the future, and 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 again, that's something that uh, Brett and I had. And again, I, I was, you know, I, I had that with Jericho, and I, again, I was fortunate to have it with, with with a decent amount of guys. But when you put together, certainly the ability, uh, you know, of a Brett Hart, and you know, and and and, and certainly what I did, like to feel like I, you know, I had okay ability too. So oh, yeah, you, of course, you have that, and then you've also got chemistry with each other it's it's a pretty tough combination you know to be and with you i always think about anybody you put in the ring with Shawn michaels at pretty much any point in your career it was going to be a good match you throw you in there with psycho sid who's a completely obviously different wrestler than bret hart somehow you know he's gonna have an awesome match kevin nash awesome match scott hall awesome match triple h uh, throw in Mick Foley. I mean, they're all great in their own right, but it's always the same common denominator that Shawn Michaels was also in that match. What do you think is, is kind of like your legacy in wrestling? Is it that, oh, my God, like he can adapt to anybody, have a good match with anybody, he's the best ever? Like, what do you think is, is your legacy? Because you're definitely up there. 
you know what? I, I I'll say this. I I I've, I've been doing this so long that, and that question's come up so much that it's almost gotten to the point where I you know I don't even give it thought anymore because it, you know all of those things. It's in the eye of the beholder. It honestly is. For me, I'm I. It's impossible now for me at at my age. And again, I've been like this since you know since I came back in 2002. To not Honestly, look at the whole thing. Remember how it started, which was again, you're too small, and uh, it's going to be very tough. You know, if you if you can just sort of make a living doing this line of work, you will you know, count yourself pretty darn lucky. And it you know it went so far beyond that. Again, I broke in when it was before it was even big. It was 1985. It was just starting to again. You know, there was this crazy promoter in the Northeast that was going to, you know, had this mm-hmm. idea about taking wrestling worldwide, but oh, what a huge risk! And it was, it was horrific, and he was ruining the wrestling business and all of those things. Um, and so for me, that's again, it is. It's very hard for me not to look at stuff from the from the very beginning. Um, and it is so far in a way. Again, I, you know, I now <laughs> have a wife and a family, and and we live a life that we absolutely never thought was ever going to be possible. And so I don't, you know, and, and I guess because of that, it's it's very difficult for me to think about a legacy in, and again, I don't mean it to ever be disrespectful of the wrestling business, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an entertainment line of work. It's, it's not based on any kind of reality and, and I, do my best to judge my my life and my worth by, you know, again by what I have, you know, in my real life, my you know, my, my family, my, you know, uh, my job. I've got you know, I've got a wonderful family. I have wonderful friends, um, and 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 so far it's been a it's been a pretty special life. So for me, um, that's a success, and it's all the success that, that I need. And where everyone decides. You know the wrestling business and the opinions on me will go up and down, positive and negative. And you know I will be the greatest by one guy, and I will be so overrated and average by the <laughs> next guy that it's 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 really difficult. Uh, I would think for someone, I think if you give that stuff too much thought, man, you're you're like a, a boat on the <laughs> you know on, on the washing waves, man. That's no way to live. Now, obviously, everything's kind of coming back to 90 feet from home. I would highly recommend everybody going to see it, see this film. It's so good. It's so different. Obviously, Eric Roberts is in it as well, makes a small uh, appearance. Dean Kane as well. So there's some well-known actors besides yourself in there. It is It's a dark. It's a real drama. But please, just give one last pitch for 90 feet from home. Well, uh, yeah, certainly appreciate it. And, again, for me, I want to thank Brett Bet- you know, Bettman for – just give me the opportunity. I mean, that it was a, a role with real depth, real range, and that is just not something that I don't know. You know, doesn't come a lot of WWE wrestlers' way, and certainly uh, there are people that are far more experienced and better at this job than I was. And so I really appreciate the opportunity that he gave me, so that I could find out if you know if I even had a <laughs> you know a, a snowball's chance in heck trying to to do this stuff. It was a great deal of fun, a joy to do, and a film that we're all really proud of. 
now please give us um, you know some plugs not only for the movie but for yourself. Where can the fans kind of you know reach out, um, find Shawn Michaels wherever they need to find him, whether it be social media or otherwise. Uh, well, I guess that's all I got. I guess is the Twitter. It's at Shawn Michaels, and I don't think we do that much. So uh, I got to get better at doing that. But that that's about it. And then of course you know, uh, hey, pay attention to those all those uh, kids at NXT. Man, they are the future and they're, they're present. They're phenomenal now. Awesome stuff. And just one more final thing for me, cause I'm just so curious about this HBK, AKA HB shizzle, which is a great nickname that you made up is an in-ring return ever a possibility again. I mean, you look great at crown jewel. You look literally look like you never stopped working out, um, which is crazy to say that, you know, you're in your fifties, but you look like, you know, body wise, look like you're in your twenties. Any chance of uh, any more in-ring returns? No, yeah, no. This is I. I, uh, I will leave it to the younger generation. They're doing a fantastic job. I, I'm good with what's been done, and <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm all set. All right, thank thank you so much. And I'll say it since you won't say it. One of the greatest of all time, not underrated, not overrated, perfectly rated. One of the greatest of all time. Thank you so much, Sean Michaels. Really, really appreciate it. And please, everyone out there, go see 90 Feet from Home. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.